You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Brand new series, Superpower. Welcome. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as Audie was talking about, and I'm excited. How many of you watched Infinity Wars? Wow. Do you know that if you look at the top grossing films, you'll find that a bunch of them are super, superhero movies? It's crazy. In fact, when there's a superhero movie, I don't know if you notice this, if a mall has five cinemas, they'll, they'll shelve all the other movies and every single cinema will show the superhero movie. It's absolutely nuts. You know the Infinity Wars? How many of you know this? There were some cinemas, they were playing it 24 hours a day. It was crazy. Unbelievable. Why do we have this love affair with superheroes? Have you ever thought about that? You want to know why? Can I give you some answers? Three of them. Number one, they're just, they just look super cool. I mean... You know, Black Widow in black, obviously. <laughs> you, you can't say Black Widow in red. Or think of think of you know, got, Thor is gorgeous, and Wonder Woman is as sexy as my wife. I mean, <laughs> huh? <laughs> and then my wife says that Captain America has my abs. Now you know that long and loving marriages warp your sense of reality. (laughs) But the second reason is that, well, let's face it, they've they've got superpowers. They, they, They can do things that we can't do. Superman can fly, right? Hulk can pulverize a building and and. Oh, I, I remember a friend of mine, we, we, were, we, we were debating about Batman because my friend said, oh, Batman has no superpowers. And I said, correction, he is brilliant and a billionaire at the same time. And my friend said, nah, you know, if you wear your briefs outside your pants and then wear a belt, you're not brilliant. I said, well, you, yeah, you have a point. But here's the third reason, and I think the third reason why we love superheroes is more compelling. Ask me what? Because they're heroes. Obvious. They're heroes. That's why we like them, even without the super. You know, when you see a strong person and a selfless person at the same time, something happens to us. When you see the bigger guy, Take risks for the small guy. When you see the bigger guy, take care of the small guy. Something in us wakes up. It touches our core DNA. Ask me why. I believe this with all my heart. Everybody say I'm listening. Because God made us, designed us, created us to become heroes. And that's why, that's why, that's why. Think, think with me. When we see a superhero, even if just on the movie, 
And, and you see that superhero just, just being selfless and being sacrificial for the sake of the other. Something in you says, wow, why, why do I all of a sudden feel magnetized by that? Well, that's because God created you to be that. Do I hear a loud amen? amen. In, in, in fact, what, what I want to do is I... I'm going to read scripture for you, and th this is the call of God for your life, for every single person in this room. Everybody say, I'm ready. In Acts chapter 1, we're going to read this together. In Acts chapter 1, it says, verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Can we read it together? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God calls you to be a superhero. Everybody say, I'm a superhero. Put your hand over your chest and, and, and thump that chest and say, I'm a superhero. God calls you. He, hey, newsflash, you cannot call yourself. Some people think that way. They don't get it. You cannot call yourself. If you don't believe me, pick up your phone now. Come on, pick it up. Dial your number. See what happens. No one will answer. You get a busy signal, just in case you haven't tried it. Try it later on. You dial your own number, you get a busy signal. You cannot call yourself. I've got news for you. God calls you. God sends you. God ordains you. God says, this is what you do. Be the bigger person and take care of the small person. You be selfless. You, you die to yourself. You take the risk so that you can care for someone who cannot protect himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this is what God is telling you in chapter 8, chapter 1, verse 8. He says, you will be my witness. That's what, everybody say witness. What, what does witness mean? Witness is the guy who goes to court and says, I was there. I saw it happen right before my eyes. I heard it. I saw it. That's a witness. And what Jesus is saying, you be my witness. You go to the world and you tell them, I was there. I saw God move in my life. He loves me. He really, really loves me. And you know what happens? When you experience God's love, the experience of God's love is so powerful, it makes you God's love as well to the people around you. You don't know what I'm talking about. You're, you're just there. Huh? What I'm saying is this. As a witness, you see God's love in you. You see God's love there in your life every day. And it's so powerful. It makes you God's love to the people around you. What, what, what am I saying? I, I'm saying you've got to tell people your God's story. You've got to tell people your God's story, but not through your lips only, but through your life every single day. And the great thing about one... Of, of chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says, And you will be my witness, where? In Jerusalem, and then in Judea, and then in Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. 
It starts small. Everybody say small. It starts only in little itsy-bitsy Jerusalem. And then it, there's an increasing geographical circumference that happens in the mission. Your mission may be small, but it will not remain small. Your vision will be big. Who, who would have thought, who would have thought that 38 years ago, the feast began in a small garage with 30 people? Who would have thought that it would become a worldwide movement today? How many of you are mothers right now? Raise your hand. Can, can I ask mothers to, to raise their hand? Mothers, there was this one mother who came up to me and she said, Brother Bo, I envy you. I said, why? Oh, your mission is so big. You evangelize the world. You speak to thousands. You, me, I, I, I'm just a mother. I have a very small mission. I said, what's your mission? She said, I will raise my kids. That's all. You, you write books. You, I just raise my kids to love God. I smiled at her and I said, Mother, that may be a small mission. But God has a big vision for your life. When you raise your kids, you raise the friends of your kids. And when you raise your kids, you raise your grandkids. And when you raise your kids, you raise your great-grandkids. You raise the next generation and their generation after. When you raise your kids to love God, you impact the nations. There, you, you start with Jerusalem. And then you go to Judea, and then you go to Samaria, and then you go to the ends of the earth. God wants you to be a superhero. Everybody say that again. Put your hand over your chest, and everybody say, I'm a superhero. You know what's, what's, what's common between Hulk and Batman and Iron Man and Wonder Woman and Superman? Ask me, what's common? They're cartoon characters. They're doodles on paper. They're CGI but you, you're real. You're the real superhero. I've got news for you. The mission that God wants you to do to be a witness, to be God's love in the world, to be the bigger person that will, that will, that, that will sacrifice for the smaller person, I've got news for you. You can't do it on your own. Absolutely zero. No chance. But thanks be to God. God has given you superpower. Can everybody say that? I have superpowers. What's your super? Brother Bo, what's my superpower? What are you talking about? It's not a what. It's a who. When you make the sign of the cross, you mention his name, the name of your superpower. And you know what? It's funny because, correct me if I'm wrong, 99% of the time, you talk to, when you talk to God, you talk to the Father, and especially Jesus. But we don't talk to the Holy Spirit. Because it's a bit difficult to talk to the Holy Spirit. When you talk to God, when you talk to fa the Father, when you talk to Jesus, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, you, you can imagine, right? Bearded guy, you know. But Holy Spirit, how do you talk to Holy Spirit? When I was a kid, my mom placed a white dove on the altar. How do you talk to a bird? You know, when I was a, we, in our house, we, we, at one point we had lovebirds. And, you know, I, I, it's, how do you talk to love? I would talk to the lovebirds. 
Good morning. Cuckoo. Do you want water? Cuckoo. <laughs> How do you talk to the Holy Spirit? Can I explain a little bit about what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit? This is stunning. When is the Holy Spirit mentioned in the Bible? Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The Bible already says, Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And then the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Do you know the original Hebrew word for spirit here in verse 2, chapter 1, book of Genesis? Ask me what? The original Hebrew word for spirit is ruach. You, you, you've got to like, you have a scratchy throat, like, like you want to spit. Ruach. Can you do that? Can you try? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You, you, you know what ruach means? Ask me what? Breath. According to the Bible, the spirit is the breath of God. In fact, all over scripture you find it. The next chapter of the book of Genesis, it says, Then God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. And then all to the New Testament, when Jesus was risen already, and He appeared to His apostles. John chapter 20, verse 22, it says, And with that, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. All over the Bible, the Spirit is breath. It is, it is the breath of God. Do you believe that you've got superpower? Let me tell you, the superpower that you have is not a thing. It's a person. He's the Holy Spirit. He is the breath of God. And that breath is in you. Can you inhale? Can you exhale? Can you face someone beside you and inhale? Can you exhale a bit closer to his face? Is he still alive? You know, if you do not have breath in your body, you know what happens? You're dead. You're a cadaver. You're food for the worms. You're fertilizer in the soil. Without breath, you're dead in the same way. Without the breath of God in you, you're spiritually dead. And that's why you do not have to watch Trained Busan. Are there strange people who watch that movie? You do not have to watch a zombie movie to see zombies. Ask me why. Because all around you, there are walking spiritual zombies. People who go through the motions of living who are walking and eating and talking and laughing and, and, and watching and playing and, and gossiping. And, but they're spiritually dead. They have no life. They have no joy. They have no passion. They have no purpose. They have no mission. They live for themselves and they feel so miserable. Today, I invite you to say yes to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is already within you. The breath of God is already within you. Will you say yes to your superpower? Because on your own, you cannot do it. I'm going to call on a third preacher to stand on stage and thank God she's here to share this with you. You know her. She's blessed you a number of times already. Please welcome the one and only Risa Singson Kaupeng. Thanks, Ro. Hello, everybody. Good morning. 
I miss being here at VICC. My message today is very simple. Audi said it, Bo said it. We need to say yes to the Holy Spirit. And we need to say yes to the Holy Spirit today. You know, as Catholics, we gave our yes um, to the Holy Spirit and to God through baptism. What happened to Jesus during his baptism is the same thing that happened to us. In Matthew 3, 16, it says, after his baptism, as soon as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down in the form of a dove. We weren't aware that we said yes because our parents and our godparents did that for us. Most of us were babies during our baptism. That's why as Catholics, we we receive the sacrament of confirmation, uh, usually 12 years old and above, so that you're already aware. And we're able to give a bigger yes and a, a greater, we receive a greater release of the Holy Spirit into our lives. If you were aware during your baptism that uh, what was happening, I'm sure some of you would have changed your name. You would have objected to your name, right? There was a priest who was baptizing some babies. So he asked, uh, what's the name of this baby? The father of the baby answered, Selpone. And the priest said, that's not a Christian name. And the daddy uh, explained, you know, uh, father, because my wife's name is Celia and my name is Ponciano, so the priest was shaking his head. I said, I don't get it why you have to combine your names. So he moves to the next baby and he asks, what's the name of this parent, the parents of this child? And uh, daddy replied, um, uh, the, the, my wife's name is Charmaine and my name is Roger. So the priest said, oh, okay, maganda-ganda. So what's the name of your child? Charger, father. <laughs> so, sabi ng pari, magsama kayo ni cellphone. You know? But as, as Catholics, Catholics and the Holy Spirit, we go together like cell phone and charger. No matter how, you know, high-tech your cell phone is, no matter how many apps you have on your cell phone, no matter how much load you have on your cell phone, when your battery runs out and you don't have a charger, your cell phone is a brick, your cell phone is a paper uh, weight. You know, parents, if you want to discipline your children, don't, don't ground them. Don't gr- take away their gadgets. Just hide all the chargers in your house. And you watch if they, they won't, you know, if you won't get their attention. Oh, diba? <laughs> Napapalakpak si mami. Diba? We need, that's the power. No matter how talented you are, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how strong your will is or how self-disciplined you are, it can only go so far without the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't remember my confirmation. I don't have any memories, even though I was um, confirmed at the age of 12. But I do remember when I said yes to the Holy Spirit for the first time, you know, consciously, when I was 14 years old, when I attended my Life in the Spirit seminar. And when I said yes, I said, okay, yes to not cheating. Kasi gumagaling pa lang po ako mag-cheat noon eh. And said, as I said, no, okay, I will, I will stop cheating. I said yes to the Lord. I said yes to the Holy Spirit. But it was not a one-time, big-time yes. Because every time I had a test, every time somebody wanted to copy from me, I had to say no to my cheatmate and yes to the Holy Spirit. So we need to keep saying yes. We need to keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit. The problem is many of us profess to be Catholics, but we're also part-time atheists. What do I mean? You know, last uh, week, I learned a new term. 
called sexual atheism. I said, what's that? Sexual atheism treats sexuality as if there is no God. In other words, when a person decides how to behave with regard to their own sexuality, they're going to decide in the same way that an atheist does. A sexual atheist is somebody who comes to the feast, serves here, you know, maybe even sings here on stage or leads worship or plays in the band, and then on other days of the week, he will sleep with his girlfriend, or she will make out with her boyfriend, or he will choose his sexuality, you know, his sexual preference the way he wants to. That's a sexual atheist. Or maybe you're not a sexual atheist. Maybe you're a business atheist. You know, you read the Bible, you have an LG, you serve the Lord, but when it comes to running your business, ah, wala. You know, hindi ka na kristyano. You, you, you will bribe to get your, the deal that you want. You'll cheat on your taxes. You'll, you'll treat your employees unfairly. Or maybe you're an atheist in crisis. When the big trials come, you forget that you have a God. When the doctor tells you you have stage 4 cancer, or the bank tells you, you know, your house is going to be repossessed, or you find out that your son is an addict, nalilimutan na natin that God is with us. We forget that God has promises for us. Brothers and sisters, God has called us to be superheroes and He's given us a superpower, the Holy Spirit. If you accept that, and if you accept that calling, if you believe you are a superhero because of what God has given us in the Holy Spirit, rise. Rise up. Stand up. Stand up right now. Stand up, superheroes. Ayaw nyo. Hindi tinatanggap. Pag na, I walk away. You are a superhero. You are a superhero. Amen? If you are Thor, the Holy Spirit is your hammer. If you are Bruce Banner, the Holy Spirit is your inner Hulk. If you are Iron Man, the Holy Spirit is your suit. We just need to say yes. And we need to say yes every day, every day to the Holy Spirit. Pray with me. Pray with me. Say this prayer after me. Holy Spirit, I say yes. I say yes to you today and I will say yes to you every day of my life. Empower me to be the superhero that God has called me to be. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.